once again to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Inside Credit Union. I am your host, Ricky Hazel, and I'm joined today by Director of Baseball Operations here at Stetson University, Mark Mashad. Mark, welcome in. Ricky, thank you so much. Uh, it is awesome to be on a podcast that I'm not asking the questions. <laughs> now, that's one of the things we I want to talk about is you kind of had your own podcast going early on. It's called Coffee with Hats where you interviewed a bunch of the baseball players. Talk about that experience and getting that started. Um, you know, it really, it kind of came from, actually it started, uh, I always am reaching out to people and asking, Hey, you know, what's something that we can do different? What's something that we could do better? How can we better connect, uh, you be, meaning our fans, uh, to our baseball program, yeah. to the players, to people and Keith Gilbert, uh, Logan Gilbert's dad is a member of our VIP lot. And we were talking one day and he's like, you know, I think it'd be cool if you kind of did a few things where you reached out to the players and the players, we got to know them a little bit better. And, you know, then COVID hits right, and our worlds get 180. And, you know, I was... I was like, you know, this is uh, an, an opportunity, right? I looked at it as an opportunity to kind of get something going where maybe I could do these things. Um, so it started with, uh, you know, talking to to Keith and he kind of gave me an idea to, to do something like that. And then I had kind of always wanted to do a little bit of a podcast or something, interview people right. um, on my own. And so this kind of I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea like how to put this thing together. And then I just, you know, went on YouTube and Google and uh, just started getting guys to be on it. And now we've got some uh, alumni that are jumping on here. Uh, So it's been really good. And actually the response has been awesome uh, from our fans, from our supporters uh, people sending emails to coach Trimper. Uh, and, uh, it's been, it's been pretty awesome, you know, and I wanted to give people a chance to meet our guys and and get to know like, Hey man, there's a story behind Georgie arenas. There's a story behind Robbie Pito. And then for me, the alumni part, the alumni guys, I want to know what your, what it was like for you um, and also, you know, we're connecting everybody. I want to have the alumni, I want to help coach connect the alumni to the new guys and the new guys to the alumni. Um, and that's the fun. That's fun. It's all about making those connections with everybody. Cause you know, you want to make the best opportunity you can for your kids. And if that means they get connected with an alumnus who's been successful out in the real world and yeah, you, know, you help them get a job down the line and hopefully they become successful and it, uh, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So tell well, me there, how, how, go ahead. There's been so many people. Okay. Like I come in here cause I knew coach Trimper, right? Sure. Um, I knew about Stetson being a guy from the Northeast playing Florida schools. I didn't know that there were so many amazing people that had done so much mm-hmm. um, and had such success on the baseball field and off of the baseball field. Uh, and as and and this is an opportunity for me to learn more about these people and then bring their stories back, you know, like guys like Lenny DiNardo mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and, you know, like just getting those people and back 
and telling their stories again is just awesome. Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together. Want to stay up to date on all things happening in Hatter Nation? Follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts at Stetson Hatters. Your destination for in-game stats, student-athlete features, game promotions, and more. Follow at Stetson Hatters today. So let's go back to the Northeast. You're from Connecticut. You went to Eastern Connecticut State. I guess everything runs through Bill Holowaty. Talk about your experiences with Coach Holowaty and and uh, how, how that got you started in coaching. and, and uh, Moving on this path. Well, before I talk about Coach Holowaty, um, I got to talk about the guy who got me to Coach Holowaty. Um, So basically, my story starts, I was cut my sophomore year of my sophomore year in high school from our basketball program Uh in high school. And uh, my guy named Kevin Willoughby, he was our freshman basketball coach. He asked me to, he's like, hey, man, he's like, you want to come practice with the freshmen? Cause he liked me. Why he liked me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was tough. I was hard. I just, I was terrible. Um, but I just wanted to be on the court. I sure. wanted to play. He could see that. And, um, he asked me to practice with the team. So I'm like, you know, what sophomore wants to go practice with the freshmen? Not many, but I did. Like I jumped at, I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. I want to come do be this with you. Cause I loved him too. I thought he was sure. awesome. And so he, then that story kind of goes from me just practicing with the freshmen to then he's like, Hey, you want to come with me on road games? You want to sit on the bench at games? I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then that turns into we're at halftime in a game and we're just crushing this team. I'm a sophomore. We're at halftime on the road. And he's like, all right, you coach this half. You go out there and you call all the plays. I'm a sophomore in high school. And he's like telling me to go call all the plays of the (laughs) game. Right. And he's like, I'll send who I want in the game. You just, you run, you, if you want to press, if you want to do whatever, just, you know, you can do whatever. And so I got this taste of coaching as a sophomore in that second right there. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And coach Willoughby was, I, I didn't even try out for basketball the next year. You know, and I started coaching everything that I could possibly find. I, I, I was, I had a little, my own little league team at 18 years old. <laughs> um, and Willow found out I was coaching this little league team. And he's like, what, what do you know about baseball? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about baseball. I just want to coach everything that I possibly can to get as much experience as I can. And so then he is like, well, I used to play baseball at Eastern Connecticut and I knew he went to Eastern. Right. So by my senior year, he was at Stonington High School. I was at Ledger High School. So he was the freshman basketball coach at Ledger, and he was the varsity baseball coach at Stonington High School. My senior year, he finds out I'm coaching Little League Baseball, and he says, why don't you come be my assistant at Stonington High School? And so I don't know how he got this to work. I'm a, fr- I'm a senior in high school at Ledger, and now I'm an assistant volunteer baseball coach at Stonington, which is like, 45 minutes away from us, you know, we're in the same conference and everything. And, you know, he just, and, and he was like, I'm going to connect. He found out I was going to Eastern cause I chose Eastern cause that's where he went to school. Right. right? And so he's like, I'm going to connect you to a good friend of mine. He's the head baseball coach at Eastern. Right. 
And so I get there and I had heard about Bill Holowaty. I had sure. heard about the camps. I had heard about the greatness, the legendary status of Eastern Connecticut baseball. Uh, and I was just like, man, I get to go be a part of this now. And I started, uh, I look at coach Holowaty as a second father to me. Um, he brought this, uh, I would always, you know, wanted to, to win and be competitive. And he was this guy that was just an ultimate winner, ultimate competitor. And I was about to learn from one of the best coaches in the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coach Holowaty has helped me more than I've ever been helped by anyone outside of my own family. Um, and he, man, like, I mean, he's just been there for every single possible thing. He still, I mean, we talk once a week, twice a week, uh, still to this day, there's not a major decision in my life that I don't make that I don't talk to him about. Um, and I got to work from being a stat statistician guy. He took me from being, you know, he brought me in. He's like, I'm gonna have you be, you know, you're going to keep stats and you're going to, you know, help with uh, whatever in the program. Mm -hmm. And my freshman year, we ended up going to the college world series. And uh, now I had not known anything about how hard it was to get to the division three college world series. Right. And so he's like, do you want to travel with us? to the world series. And I'm like, no, I, cause I had this point, I had gotten a 14 year old Babe Ruth team. I'm moving up the ranks of Groton, Connecticut youth baseball. <laughs> and I was coaching a 14 year old Babe Ruth team. And I didn't, I, I wasn't going to leave them because I had, I had this commitment. Right. right. And so coach like, did you want to come with us to the world series? He's like, you, you'll, you know, you won't be in uniform. You just get, get to come. And I was like, no, no, no. And in my head, I'm like, ah, I'll just go, you know, I got three more years. I'll just go next year, you know, or whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so they end up going and winning the whole thing in 1998. Uh -huh. And then in 1999, we don't even make a regional. And then in 2000, we don't make a regional. 2001, we make a regional and we get knocked out. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed my opportunity. Like, and, and I was a part of, and as, as these years are going on, I'm kind of moving up from being a statistician person to the assistant JV coach. And then my senior year, I was the head JV coach for coach Holowaty. Right. And 2002, we ended up going back to the world series. And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you what, I am going <laughs> to this world series. And we end up winning it again in 2002. Um, and it was, it was kind of a dream ride. I've been, I was there for two of his four national championships. I was also there for two of the only seasons that coach Halawati hasn't gone to the regional to a postseason regional. Um, so I got to be experiencing of both of those things. Um, you know, uh, the lessons I learned are those lessons you would probably talk about of all great coaches that you learn from, um, uh, hard work, uh, getting after things, like even being somebody who's a self-starter, uh, being good to people. You know, he always had a saying at camp and luckily I got to work his camps. You know, I learned a lot of, of the skill of, of, of baseball and coaching skills through his camps. And it was, 
Uh, I don't care if you become a major league baseball player. What I do care is if you become a major league person. Um, and that was kind of something that he, he had um, preached to everybody. But you know what? It was also to get your job done. Yeah. Go out there and perform. You know, uh, there's a there's a lot to that. Um, and I definitely carry that with me today. It's not always going to be easy. You got to learn new things and you got to you got to execute. So that's my story with coach going to coach. So Harmony. so you spend your entire youth and college in Connecticut and you get done with college and then you head off to the Midwest, to Illinois. How's that uh, first trip away from the, the comforts of home, so to speak? I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> I went out, I went to, I, at first, before I went to Illinois, I went to the University of Wisconsin Platteville oh, wow. as a graduate assistant. And I don't put that on my resume because I was only there for such a short period of time. <laughs> um, I was there for that one year and it was a total different experience, small town. And I, I had great people that are great friends and there were awesome people there. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to get back to home, yeah. right? <clears throat> and so I had just gone back and Coach Hall, I went was back working with Coach Halawadi. And uh, he gets a phone call that summer. Hey, man, I'm looking, Bill, I'm looking for uh, an, another a graduate assistant. And so he ends up passing my name to Coach Nelson, who uh, was at Rockford College in Illinois at the time, another Division three program. And I decide to go back literally two hours away mm -hmm. from where I just left. And so I'm halfway there and I call my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm coming home. <laughs> I'm like, this, this, I'm not doing this again. I did it one time. I'm just going to come home. And she's like, you can't. And now this is weird from my mom because she was always kind of wanting me to stick around and sure. And, and this, you know, all this and that, she, but she kind of knew I was chasing this dream of college coaching and mm -hmm. college athletics. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, mom, I'm coming home. And she's like, you can't do that. She's like, if you get out there for two weeks and you hate it, come home. She's like, but you have to go give this another shot. Right. And fortunately, like getting to Rockford, it was a totally different place than Platteville. Um, it was exactly the kind of place I was looking to be. Um, and, and it was a great place that I actually was able to kind of grow in. And, and so, yeah, leaving Connecticut <laughs> was, uh, was a bit of a challenge. The first time I left New England really was on a mm -hmm. college baseball trip with Eastern Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a really hard thing to do. Um, and, and then actually that, that, uh, trip really kind of spurred me going all over the country. <laughs> when your travels take you to DeLand, count on Hampton Inn and Suites DeLand to deliver value, consistency, and thoughtful service. Ask about our new premium rooms. Book your next day in advance and save up to 15% off the already great rates. Geico offers a special discount on car insurance to Stetson alumni. Just visit Geico.com to get a free quote and select Stetson alum to see how much you can save. Don't drop the ball when it comes to saving money. Contact Geico today. You've seen about all of it now from, from Connecticut to, to Maine to Illinois and Wisconsin and Washington and, 
and New York State and now Florida. I mean, from from the Northeast of New England to to Washington to Florida, you're talking about three different, totally different cultures, different uh, way people do things. Mm. Talk about the experiences of moving from those different areas and and all the different kind of things you've learned in the different places you've been. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've learned that, uh, man, I'll tell you, first of all, it was, I've never really thought about people being different in different areas of the country, mm-hmm. which is maybe a weird thing. Um, but I just always had this idea that people were people. And I, this is like, you know, th- this has been a year, you know, with a lot of things going on that right. I've kind of, sat back and I'm like, you know, for the most part, like everybody that I've been around people wise, um, are very similar, um, in all parts of the country. Uh, let me think here. I I ate a lot of cheese curds in Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, uh, had some awesome crab in, in the Pacific Northwest, you know, great seafood and salmon out there. I love, there is nothing like a Maine lobster. That is, you know, my favorite. Um, and, and down here in Florida, man, I have had an experience with barbecue that I've, you know, I I didn't have in my life before. So it's more Uh, about cuisine than it is people. Exactly right. So, I mean, that I'm a, I love food. I love cooking. Uh, so there's, there's my, uh, my, round trip of, of moving around. Um, but no, I've met some awesome people. Um, you know, I remember I haven't been as cold as I ever, as I was in the Midwest, that is the coldest it's ever. And I was at Maine and I was up a state, New York. Uh, and those two areas are pretty frigid. Um, and you know, the thing about the Pacific Northwest where I was at in Walla Walla, in Washington, it get, you don't get a lot of rain and it's very different than what people think about with Seattle. Like we're on the other side of the mountains and you don't get a lot of rain. It's very dry. Like it won't rain from May until September. You know, it won't rain once that entire time. Um, but here's the thing about the Pacific Northwest. I found (laughs) it gets warm enough to where you can go out side in february and march and january for baseball but it's miserable it's so cold and wet like during those times um so that's kind of part of that um i have loved every part of every place that i've been to um and i've got to experience some awesome things uh going to washington oregon uh driving along the columbia gorge river and i've seen sites that i'm just like man, I cannot believe this. Um, getting to go out on the ocean around here uh, and getting to experience the land. Luckily, I married uh, Brooke and she is all about adventure. And, you know, anytime we have a chance to kind of go and sightsee or go to a, like, I never would go to a national park right. on my own. She loves that stuff. And so we've kind of gone to a couple of the national parks around here. Yeah, John and I love doing that stuff. Yep. And, um, Man, yeah, I've just uh, been able to do that stuff, and and I've really uh, just met some awesome people. Uh, and you know, the baseball coaching world is is kind of a small small group. You get to you, you meet a lot of people, and I I was working a I was working a camp two years ago, 
when I had first got here down in Fort Myers and I'm working with another guy who was a grad assistant at Rockford college. So I'm like, man, like how crazy is this? Like we're, we're both here, you know, it was wild. So go back to your uh, time at Maine. What was your first impression when you met Steve Tremper? Um, I, here's what I knew about coach Trimper. Okay. Um, I remember coach Trimper taking over at Manhattan and Coach Trimper's story, him, him and I were very close with Coach Halawadi. We both right. had very, uh, at different times, like I, he was at a, a few years ahead of me, maybe 10 yeah. years or so. Um, him and Coach Halawadi had a very close relationship. And Coach Halawadi and his family and I have a very close relationship. So if you asked Coach Halawadi, you know, like Coach Trimper and I probably are, are very similar to him in how, right. you know, in the relationship that he has with us. Right. And so I had known about coach Trimper as, as, as a guy who was just super energetic, super um, positive, and he was going to go out and make things happen. And he had take, just taken over Manhattan college and really taken Manhattan college from a program that hadn't done much and they were winning and they were winning big and going to regional tournaments uh, and doing things that they had never done. And then in my time, over my time, he ends up going from Manhattan to the University of Maine, which very, in, in New England, Maine baseball is extremely highly respected and regarded time, yeah. uh, as very good program. Um, and, and they, you know, they'd been to the College World Series. Uh, it was kind of a premier program in, in New England. So... Right. I had been following his career and he had coach Halawati's son, Jared, who was my college roommate and is my best friend huh. as his recruiting coordinator up at Maine. And All at right. the time I was the recruiting coordinator and pitching coach at Siena. So, you know, I was kind of looking to move, you know, move on and coach Trimper had had the volunteer position open up. Um, and Jared coach Halawati's son called me up and was like, Hey, would you be interested in coming up uh, to be the volunteer assistant here with us with Trimp? And I was like, I couldn't wait to, to get the opportunity to go coach with coach Trimper because I had heard about all this, all, all of the, you know, I had seen all the things he had done and improving programs and, mm -hmm. and helping build programs. And I was just so jacked to get the opportunity to go up there. I didn't care. It was in Maine. I didn't, I, I was excited to go to Maine, you know, sure. Um, and I just was excited cause I knew he brought a lot of passion and a lot of energy and he really en enjoyed work. He worked with the kids and, and was all about coaching up, you know, right. and I just was excited to get involved into a program that was like that. Um, and, and, and he just, he was a guy and I would, he was a guy I would call too. Like we kind of knew each other, but didn't necessarily know each other like really closely because we'd met a few times and we knew each other through the Holowatties. And I would ask him questions like, what was it like going on this interview? Like, you know, what was, the, uh, how, how did you go about getting that first job? Like I would ask him these questions and get to know him a little bit, you know, further away, you know, from, from him. And he would always say, you know, I never, I never went into uh, these places there. They were kind of places where people kind of, you could see the negatives. You could say, oh, mm -hmm. we don't have our own stadium or, oh, this stadium is run down or, oh, 
they don't have this, they don't have that. And he was like, I always, and he had this attitude and mentality of he saw what was, what could be great in something or what was great in something that maybe other people didn't see, you know? Uh, and to be around someone with that kind of energy and that kind of enthusiasm, I was ready to jump towards it, you know? Um, and that kind of was at a point in my life. So I got there, I was his volunteer assistant for one year. Um, you know, and I was doing all the things that I see Brandon and Brandon Brewer and Tyler Packenick right. doing as volunteer guys. I was doing those things, you know, running the lessons, doing, you know, running the camps, doing lessons. Um, I, I had, <laughs> I had a few more jobs than these guys. Cause you can, <laughs> you can get by with lessons here. Um, right. Uh, I was, I, I, I had worked for the city department, um, the rec department mowing right. lawns and which wow. then turned into, I just hopped on this one machine one day mowing, mowing the fields up in Bangor for the city. And I hopped on this machine one day and the guy who was my boss calls me into the office and I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand what's going on. Cause I was running this big machine. It was like a thing he had always driven around and done and it needed to get done. So I just jumped on it and figured I could figure out how to work this thing. Right. Right. And so he's like, <clears throat> he calls me in and he's like, Hey, I saw you jumped on the street sweeper. What, how did you know what to do with that? I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> I was like, I just, I just figured we needed to get it done. I didn't see anybody around. So I just kind of, I thought I was going to get in trouble for, you know, running right. this machinery that I didn't have the, the proper whatever for. And he goes, what are you doing this winter for a job? I'm like, I, I have no idea. Hey, he's like, you want to be a Zamboni driver? <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now I'm the volunteer assistant. I'm doing camps and lessons. And I'm also driving the Zamboni, which wow. was an intense job. Oh, I yeah. have not had a job that was quite as intense as being the Zamboni driver in Bangor, Maine. Because if you talk about hockey people, right. ice time and rink time, it is to the second. I'm telling you, like, they wouldn't let me go out and, and do the job until I could do a six-minute ice. Meaning the doors open, I go out there, I drive around, I, I do the ice, and I come off, and you have to do it within six minutes. Because the, the second those doors shut behind you on the Zamboni, the next team is jumping the line, jumping on and skating around going. Right. And uh, and if you don't get your ice done in six minutes, man, there is going to be, you have to answer to somebody. Schedule. Yeah. Florida Orthopedic Associates is proud to support Stetson University Athletics. Don't let pain affect your game. For sports injuries, sprains, fractures, and breaks, if it hurts, see them first at their Orange City walk-in clinic for urgent orthopedic injuries. Offices are located at Deland, Orange City, Lake Mary, and New Smyrna Beach. Florida Orthopedic Associates, state-of-the-art care, close to home. So I remember when I first met you, you were still in Washington, but you had come down for your visit here to, to Deland, to Stetson, and it was the day of the Stetson Golf Tournament, and everybody was still on the big high from the Super Regional the year before, and it was a big event, and a lot of folks there. And uh, you could tell your eyes had gotten – they were really, really big seeing all everything that was going on. What was your first impression there of Stetson baseball? I was in right from the second – the second Trent brought me over here, I was in on this on this program and in on this place. Um, I have, you know, I'd been a part of some pretty awesome places, some mm -hmm. awesome schools. 
I, and again, I was coming from a community college, you know, that <clears throat> doesn't have what Stetson has, right? Like we had a good field, but I mean, it, few, few I days. mean, we're talking, we're, there were a lot of things that were playing into that. I mean, the, 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 the golf tournament, the high level, the people, I saw so many people that were helping out and being around for the golf tournament. You walk into the facility here. I mean, forget about it. It's ex- it, it's a dream come true, right? Right. Um, really, what was going through my head was, man, if my 18-year-old self, if I told my 18-year-old self, hey, man, you're going to be, you'll have a director of baseball operations position at a program that was just went to an NCAA super regional hosted a regional and they're in Florida. <laughs> I would look at my 18 year old self would look at you and say, you did it. You, you, you got, you, you did what you wanted to do. You achieved your goal. Um, my dream was to be a division one assistant baseball, be a division one baseball coach. And I got there uh, when I was at Siena, when I was at Maine, I was coaching. And at that, when I got there, I started to realize I don't need to be at, I didn't necessarily have to be a division one coach to be happy. I wanted mm-hmm. to be coaching. I wanted to be working with kids. And then I kind of went on a whole nother path of coaching in division three and in community colleges and being a high school baseball coach for a year or three years. Um, and then this opportunity just came. I knew coach Trimper had gotten this job and coach Hollowaddy would always be like, man, that place is unbelievable. The land is the most amazing town. I mean, I was ready to take this job site and seen mm-hmm. potentially. Um, and then coach Trimper called me up and was like, Hey, we ended up, it worked out with a flight and I came in and you walk around, you walk on Melching field and what Brad's done there and how he has the field looking I mean, you're right. I was a kid in the candy store, you know, and I got here and, uh, it was an unbelievable decision. And then I had to figure out the job. (laughs) And that was, (laughs) that was, boy, I'll tell you what, these last couple of years have been, they've been tough. They've been a challenge, you know, cause I've handled, I've handled budgets. I've handled, travel i've handled all the pieces of this job but not on the scale that this is right and it has been it's been it's been hard it's been tough it's been a challenge and it's challenged me in ways i didn't even think i would be challenged but i am i have really grown and i have become a better professional um for you know growing through all the challenges and stuff like that that i've kind of gone through and experienced and I've been lucky too because I've met that first year I was here I met Chip Baker at Florida State as the director of ops I met Joe Hughes at Texas Tech as the director of baseball operations um I've I've been able to kind of meet uh Stephen Branca at UCF I've met these guys from from a lot of other programs and I'm just, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out what are you guys doing? Chip, like Chip's the godfather of director of ops position. Okay. Chip's been there a long um, time. And I just, I'm Chip, always, Chip also does color on their radio broadcast, our TV broadcast. He, <laughs> yeah, he does a lot too, you know? <laughs> and and that has been, it's just been unbelievable and, and the growth and the learning. And I know I've kind of gone off on a little bit of a, 
Side, no, it's it's, it's great because I was going to ask you. I mean, a lot of people probably don't understand what a director of ops does, but your job is so important because you take all of the administrative things off the plate of the coaches so they can focus on coaching the team. So whether it's buses or meals or equipment or you name it, that's mm-hmm. in your wheelhouse and then it allows them to, to – take over and, and coach. So yeah. you, you get all the, you get all the stuff where if there's going to be a problem, it's going to happen and you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And see, that's the thing for if a guy like me is I just, I had just read before I came here, this book called extreme ownership by Jocko mm-hmm. Willink. Right. And I was, I was embracing extreme ownership, you <laughs> know, and you know, that, this this job has given me the opportunity to really take it to that next level um cuz things are going to happen like a bus not being at the airport when you talked to the lady at noon and everything's all set. Here's the text. We're all set. We're ready to meet you. And then it's 11 o'clock after you just dropped a couple of games, had a tough road trip. It's 11 o'clock at night and you're running up, you're coming off because you called the, you know, this has actually happened. So this is, this is happened. I, I was there. I know. <laughs> so I get off the, I get off the plane and I call the bus driver immediately. And that's my routine. And she tells me what bay we're in. I text that out to everybody who's now picking their gear up from, uh, from the uh, carousels right. from, from the bag check. And this lady's not answering. And I'm like, oh boy. And I run down there. I see no bus. And, you know, long story short, that was an opportunity for me to take extreme ownership over something where everything I had been communicated, we were all set. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for me to think we weren't all set. But whose job is it? Whose responsibility is it to make sure that the bus is there? That's my job. That's the director of baseball operations job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would look at you and say, man, you can't, you can't, don't have, yes, I don't have control over her calling out sick and the, and the bus company not actually reassigning someone to us. But before I get on a plane, I'm going to definitely be, calling the company to confirm (laughs) and make sure we're all set. And I also now know the emergency phone number to call from the dispatch, which I didn't even know. Like all I knew was we had a contact for the bus and that's the person I would call. Now I also know that there's a dispatch for that. So again, I learned. (laughs) Stetson fans, Bud Light is proud to be the official beer of Stetson University. Making friends is Bud Light's business, and as part of this, Bud Light wants to remind everyone that choosing a designated driver is what good friends do. Bud Light, Daytona Beverages, and Stetson University thanks everyone for making a responsible choice in choosing a designated driver. Show your Stetson spirit and get your green on with officially licensed tees, sweats, hoodies, and more. Go to www.shopgohatters.com. All your Hatters gear is just a click away. Visit www.shopgohatters.com today. Obviously, it's a growing process, but in this world, in this climate with COVID, now the planning for hotels and buses and planes is all kind of up in the air and it's all going to wind up probably being very last minute. So the, I guess the lessons you've learned are going to, are really going to have to pay off this year because you're going to be 
doing a lot of stuff kind of flying by the seat of your pants as we go through this schedule this spring. Well, yeah. And I mean, think about it this way. Okay. What was it? Two years ago, two years ago, I get the job and I show up on February 15th, which is day. My first day of working the job is game one. Yeah. And you want to talk about deer in the headlights. I mean, we were a packed house. There's 40 scouts in the stadium. I mean, guys on the mile per hour are registering 98, 99 miles an hour, a couple hundreds. And I'm like, holy moly. I'm like, I'm used to, at the community college I was at, if we had a guy throwing 85, that was great, you know? (laughs) And here I'm seeing 95s to 98s, and I uh, I was just like, this is unbelievable, you know. And I had no idea what exactly the whole job was, right? So I go through that whole first year. I I'm you know I'm I'm kind of getting, you know, I got some things go well, some weekends, you know, a couple of things don't go as well. Um, there's quite a few stories. I could say on that, that side of things. Um, but then my second year, okay, I got things lined up. We're in here. Bam, three weeks. What is it? Three weeks, four weeks into the season, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so my first year was atypical, was not a typical year. My right. second year was definitely not a typical year. And now this year going into it, you know, I, I know I, it's not going to be typical. rolling the dice. Right. And so you, I'll tell you what I've learned, like, you control what you control. You you figure out okay what what do we want? What's the next best step? You know, and that that's been a big thing is what's the next step that you can take to get this bus moving in the right direction, and you know just you know rolling with punches too, you know. Um, and again, I've grown. I, I I'm trying. My goal, one of my things right now is I'm trying not to be as defensive because I put a lot in to what sure. I'm doing and I want it to be perfect. I want everything to be perfect. And so when it's not perfect. perfect and somebody comes to me, I kind of get defensive. And right now I'm trying to catch myself, learn from what the person is now telling me and roll with it and kind of, you know, do better, keep doing better, keep becoming one day better, not one day older. So COVID aside, you're around these players probably as much or more than anybody. If they have a problem or an issue, they probably come to you, whether it's equipment or whether it's whatever it is class scheduling, practice, you know, scheduling, moving around. Um, so tell me what you see in this team. I know you, you're you not out at practice watching practice every day, although I'm sure you're out there every day at some point. But what do you see in this group of guys that uh, is going to give everybody hope for, for a, a good season in the spring, assuming we get to play? Yeah, man. With these guys, um, I see a group, okay, they, that did something uncommon this fall, right? Um and they they did something uncommon being they had to have a level of discipline and they had to have an experience that you couldn't do what we did if you weren't serious about um about baseball about your craft right um so so what i saw was a group of guys who came in and they knew this was going to be a different scenario and they they executed. Uh, we we didn't have any major team COVID scenarios, um, and and it came down to what they did off the field. Sure, you know, uh, was going to definitely impact what we were able to do on the field. 
Uh, and we were about able- 49 players and another half dozen managers and another half dozen other people. Mm-hmm. And you know, those th- like, we were able to, we were able to have a, as complete of a flaw- fall as I think was possible. Right. Um, we were constant. I mean, you know, we constantly had enough people to do everything that we wanted to do. We never got like, the, you know, there are programs throughout the country, like whether you're doing the right things or not, there were shutdowns and you had to have a week off or a two week period off because a couple of people had COVID and the, and this and that. our guys kept us, kept us there. Um, and that's the, that's a discipline um, that you can see from our team that I believe is, is maturity. So the more mature a program is, uh, the better your program will be. I believe, um, I saw some leadership, uh, in the fact of, you know, little things like keeping the, we were, it's just, everything was so off that we weren't able to have a meeting where I go, okay, guys, we keep the team room this way. Uh, the, make sure you take care of your dishes uh, make sure nothing's on the floor in the equipment, in the locker room. Uh, and and again, I'm not a big rules guy, but they're like, I didn't get a chance to kind of explain and show people how we were going to operate as a program. Right. And not to mention half our guys are in the visiting locker room mm-hmm. to kind of spread everybody apart uh, and keep proper social distancing. And I end up, <laughs> Um, uh, you know, the phones today, like every, everything's on the phone and everybody's on the phone. I get this invite to Mashad's group on a, on a, on a Teamworks or a group me or whatever. And it's called Mashad's group. And it's our captains. They said, you, you send us whatever you need. We take, we will take care of everything. Now that's a special thing. Yeah. And that wasn't prompted by coach Trimper that wasn't prompted by any of our coaches that I know about. And these captains wanted to know what, what was, you know, is the locker room being kept right? Is the equipment room being kept right? Is the team room being kept right? Um, and they were going to take care of things. So to have that happen, I mean, I look at it like, Hey, we got horses in the stable, right? We've got, we've got some players and we've got guys who have proven themselves on different stages. We've got guys that came in that are going to probably push our guys too. we've got transfers that came in that are going to be good. Like you said, I'm not out there all the time. Um, so my side of things, um, I see maturity. Uh, I see some discipline. I see some excitement and, ownership, uh, accountability, people would call that. Um, so I see those things in these guys. Uh, I see a young group of kids who the freshmen who have some, they're, they're excited and Mm -hmm. they're coming in and they're competing. Um, and then I see the seniors and the the upperclassmen, I would say not just seniors or the grad students, but our upperclassmen, uh, who are looking to lead and wanting, you know, wanting to have ownership of the program. Uh, and I see some transfer guys who came in that are solid top-notch guys that are also looking to uh, challenge, you know, and they want to come in here and either they have a year or they have a couple of years and, and they want to have impact on Stetson baseball. 
Our local bottler, Coca-Cola Beverages Florida, is a proud sponsor of Stetson Athletics. They make sure you have the perfect addition to any game day. The refreshing taste of an ice-cold Coke. Stetson Athletics and Coke Florida, a winning combination. GoHatters.PhotoShelter.com is your one-stop shop for all of the most memorable moments from your favorite Stetson teams. Game day and event photos are available for purchase directly on the website. Show your Stetson pride and log on to GoHatters.PhotoShelter.com to get your photos today. What are you doing to plan? What are you doing to, I mean, there's uniforms to be gotten. There's there's travel plans to be made. There's all this kind of stuff, and yet there's so many unknowns Mm-hmm. That you can't well, you can't make definite plans. You got to make tentative right. plans, I guess. Right. Yep. And well, I'll tell you what. Between the hours of twelve and four o'clock p.m., noon and four, I'm actually going to be able to get work done because <laughs> between noon and four every single day, it my door is revolving and it is Mark. Uh, I don't know where my my shirt is Mark, my late. And I just learned like I, the last year and a half, I've really become pretty good at relacing gloves. So yeah. uh, guys, gloves will blow out. I get to relace them. Um, just like you said at the, from, you know, you kind of alluded to it earlier. And so like we do, like I have guys coming in for a million different things. Sure. Um, and, uh, so I'll have some time to do work. Uh, let's see the, you know, hotels right now, we're pretty much locked in with hotels. Uh, I've been working very closely with coach Trimper on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shot off. <laughs> I just shot off before we jumped on this, the potential bus schedule to get some quotes from our, from Academy bus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, too, I've been working. Ha- I mean, Scott Smith and I have right. been hammering out equipment. Uh, it that has been a, a crazy because you know, forty nine players and a, and, a, and a team that's used to having thirty five. So right. Well, outfit, I mean, outfit an extra fourteen guys. Well, let's think about this too with equipment. Okay, so up until shoot, up until we got back for the fall, there was really nobody was doing anything. Right. Right. Because nobody knew there was going to be a fall. Nobody knew if 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 we if kids would be on campus for two weeks and then they send everybody home. Right. Like so, you know, between working with Nike and working with Rawlings, like they were able to kind of take some take our uh orders, but you know, Nike Rawlings, like who knows what's happening over in China also with like them making cleats, them right. having stuff available. So Scott and I have been every week, man, every week, two to three times a week, uh, our equipment manager, uh, Scott Smith, and he's really gone out of his way helping us out and, and trying to make sure things are in line. Um, Sorry. That's, and there's another part of it. That was Kelsey Ferguson calling me about, you know, with the training part, we haven't even mentioned that. I mean, that's been crazy too, you know? Uh, But anyway, you know, what am I doing? I'm kind of right now work. I feel like, and then every time I feel like things are going okay, we're putting final touches on things is when things kind of usually, you know, some other thing will pop up, but right now I'm, I'm confident where we're at. You know, we've, every guy has gotten their glove, which is a big deal, you know? And and again, like, okay, usually the gloves are coming in, uh, 
you know, the second week of December. So I had to like, I had to do a quick think. I'm like, okay, wait a second. We don't need those gloves the second week of December. We actually need them November by November 13th. So that kind of triggered us doing that about a month mm. early. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's been trying to be ahead of things. Um, and then it's also kind of, like I just said, rolling with the punches of, hey, uh, Nike doesn't have any more, any gray or white cleats. Okay, we need to, we need to, now we're pivoting and we're adjusting what, what's our next move. Mm -hmm. And Scott and I are working together and we, we make that next move. Um, and, uh, it's kind of just been, you know, a little bit of like organized chaos, I guess some people call it, you know, like you just try to be ahead of as many things as you can possibly be ahead of. And I, I was just thinking the other, uh, back to when I had been talking with Chip Baker, he's like, man, I can't do anything until the schedule's out. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like, and this was months ago when we were talking, he's like, the schedule dictates my entire Everything. job. Right? right. And so, you know, you just kind of go with, with what you have. Um, I, I know that we're probably going to be adding a couple of road trips to what I've just sent. Um, we're going to roll with these punches, make sure everything is, I, I, right now I'm just trying to make sure everything's dialed in and, and typically, and again, typical, who knows? I have no idea what typical is, but right. in talking to other directors of baseball operations, um, you know, November one and uh, is usually the date in which you can sit back and say, okay, this 2021 season is, is organized. Ready to go. And and it's uh, right now it is, I mean, we've got our hotels in line. We've got our buses in line and, you know, I got to go back to coach Trimper too. Like he, when this whole thing hit, he was like, okay, let's simplify this whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. We need bats. We need baseballs. Mm -hmm. We need to have, and again, we didn't have a schedule yet. So we didn't have our buses and our hotels in line. He was like, we need bats. We need baseballs. We need catcher's gear. If we don't have those three things, we cannot play baseball. So, mm -hmm. like, that was priority one. We got that taken care of. Right. Okay, we got priority one taken care of. Now we can move on practice gear. Now we can move on uh, gloves. Now we can move on cleats. Now we can move on turfs. All the, you know, all the things that are important to your program and important to the the, the student-athlete experience. Um but not necessarily like end all be all to play a baseball game. Right. And so that's kind of where, where coach pretty much was, you know, had the, the spot on leadership um, breakdown for us. So that's my, my last, my last question is, are you going to have any time before the guys come back January 11th or whatever day it is, they're all back to, uh, to, to give to your wife and, uh, and take some time and, and enjoy yourself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound very confident, Mark. No, you know what? Um, it's kind of it's kind of a tough spot right now because we had a plan to go see her family because she's. I met my wife in Oregon, mm -hmm. where right on the border of Oregon and Washington, where I was coaching before I came here, and 
and Brooke, we were going to go see Brooke's parents. Like that mm-hmm. was kind of, she hasn't been back home. This is the longest she's been away from home and we were going to go back there. Right. And now with everything coming down on all the regulations and the rules and everything, that's probably going to shift. We, we probably aren't going to be able to get back there for that. But yeah, you know, I, I do as I, I think, you know, in coaching, in athletics, I should say athletics, mm-hmm. you, you take your moments and you make the most of the moments you get. And fortunately, I married up <laughs> and I have I've definitely outkicked my coverage uh, with her as a human being. And she's super understanding. Um, and she she loves what she does, too. And she loves doing it here at uh, in Florida. So she understands how much I love what I do. I understand how much she loves what she does. And, uh, uh we're, we're just a great compliment for each other. And so, yeah, we'll find something special to do. We'll probably find somewhere to go around here in Florida. If we don't get to go back and see her family or get to go up and see my family. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's part of the gig. Right. And, um, and I'm also lucky too. Like I wasn't doing this. I was coaching, but I wasn't involved in something at the level uh, that, that I'm in here with, with Stetson baseball when we had met, you know, like it was a lot freer and easier and uh, there wasn't as much that on my plate that I love having on my plate. You know, I tell you, I'm looking forward to you having one more major challenge. And that's figuring out. Thanks, that's, thanks, that's, Ricky. That's figuring out how to get a team from Deland, Florida, to Omaha, Nebraska in June. Oh man, you know, I can't wait. That's like what I do. Some interviews with uh, other directors of baseball operations. Uh, uh, kind of a side little thing, just to learn, you know. And uh, I asked Joe Hughes at Texas Tech. I'm like, what's it like in Omaha? Like, that's a dream. That's my dream, sure. right? Like. I would to be at the college world series and to be going through that craziness with our program, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to happen someday. That's I know it's going to happen. happen. I, yeah. I believe it's going to happen. And he says, Mark, it is the absolute most crazy, insane time of my life wrapped around the absolute best time of your life. And so I'm looking forward to that craziness, bring COVID, whatever you want. I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that craziness and I'm looking forward to that excitement. Uh, and uh, it's going to happen. We'll be it's there. It's absolutely going to happen. Mark, I've really enjoyed spending time with you on Hatter Chatter, the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. And I can't wait to uh, watch you manage the, uh, the chaos that's going to ensue come January. Me too, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it done. All right. Uh, as, as I said, Mark Mashad, Director of Baseball Operations for Stetson Baseball here on Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. Thanks to him and thanks to all the coaches at Stetson Baseball who have participated in this little podcast series over the, over the winter break. We will uh, have more content for you soon. And uh, go Hatters. And that will do it for this edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I'd like to thank all of our corporate sponsors who make it possible for Stetson University and Stetson Athletics to provide our more than 400 student athletes a quality experience on the courts and fields of competition in the same way the faculty provides all Stetson University students a quality educational experience. Those sponsors include, of course, our presenting sponsor, Insight Credit Union. 
Other sponsors include Florida Public Utilities. Visit askforgas.com for more information. GEICO Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com to find out how. Advent Health. Visit westvolusia.com. Old Florida, new vibe. Coca-Cola Beverages of Florida. The Alliance Community for Retirement Living. Bud Light, the official beer of Stetson University. Florida Orthopedic Associates. If it hurts, see them first. Hampton Inn & Suites of Deland. ImageWorks, your one-stop corporate identity shop. Main Street Community Bank, familiar name, familiar faces, familiar bank. Morningstar Storage, the space you need, the way you want it. Orlando Sanford International Airport. Visit flysfb.com. Simpler, faster, better. Total Comfort, the name you can trust. And Weston Lake Mary Orlando North, for a better you. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.